Hi everyone, it's Stephanie. Welcome to another edition of the Scrivener's Gazette, a segment of Warfare of Art and Law podcast that chronicles the research I uncover on the journey of writing historical fiction. The feature for this segment is artist Elfrida Loza Wachler. In the four decades of her existence, Frida, as she was known, was made to endure tragedy for the crime of being a female modern artist. During World War I, she attended Dresden's School of Applied Arts and soon was part of the Dresden Secession, providing for herself through sales of postcards and illustrations, sometimes using the pseudonym Nicolas in hopes of avoiding patriarchal prejudice. She worked closely with Dresden Secession co-founder Conrad Felix Mueller, and soon another Secession co-founder, Otto Dix, introduced her to her future husband, sometimes painter, sometimes opera singer, Kurt Loza, who would later abandon her for another. While her husband raised a family with someone else, Loza Wachler pushed forward with her creative work despite looming economic precarity and a nervous breakdown. In 1929, she had a body of work that comprised her first major exhibition in Hamburg. It is said that she received great praise from critics at this time and was deemed a peer of artists still celebrated today, Oskar Kokoschka, Egon Schiele, and Otto Dix. In the 1930s, the artist's financial struggle continued as she continued to work. Hamburg's red light district and its population became her focus then. Her 1931 portrait of Lissy is of a red-clad female whose defiant, over-the-shoulder gaze seems saturated with Frida's strong spirit. It's regrettable that soon her dire straits pushed her back under her father's roof, a place where her compulsion to be an artist was never celebrated. This decision proved deadly. By summer 1932, just a year after being there, her father committed her to Arnsdorf Mental Hospital. What he could not have foreseen at that time was the horrific chain of events that would follow. Firstly, in January 1933, Hitler became Germany's chancellor and wasted no time in violating the human rights of many within Germany, including those committed to mental institutions. And he appointed the Reich Chamber of Culture that claimed modern artists were immoral, mentally unstable, degenerate criminals. In 1935, compulsory sterilization was the next form of torture inflicted on this artist by the Nazi regime, after which she is believed to have ceased her art practice entirely. Just over six years after Hitler's rule began, in September 1939, the Fuhrer not only invaded Poland, triggering the start of World War II, but also enacted Action T4, the codename of an involuntary euthanasia program that amounted to mass murder of those found to be disabled. Next, the minions of Hitler's Reich moved Frida to Sonnenstein Castle in Perna near Dresden, a psychiatric institution that morphed into a cavernous pit, the Action T4 Extermination Center. And the last link in this chain came on the last day of July, 1940, when this artist, who had been celebrated for her creative contribution just over a decade before, was deemed unworthy to live, sent to the showers and gassed, becoming one of the tens 
of thousands, annihilated by the true lunatics. Despite much of her work having been destroyed under the Reich's degenerate art annihilation campaign, enough remained to comprise several posthumous exhibitions, both in her home country and in the States at New York City's Galerie Saint-Étienne in the 1990s. But for an artist who was largely overlooked despite the raw truth she produced in her work, and who was then mutilated and murdered by a tyrannical government for daring to be the vehicle of such truth, Elfrida Loza Wachtler deserves more. She deserves her rightful place in art history.